Welcome to Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. This is another Stock Odds podcast, and we're here to get ready for the week and help you get a, a bearing on uh, how you can use some of the data that's in Stock Odds to help you with your trades. Hi, Rob. Uh, how's everything this evening? Not too bad. Uh, let me uh, kick it off with uh, the calendar this week here. So right. um, we got nothing notable on uh, Monday. Um, very light on Tuesday. So the first the first real thing uh, on the horizon here, calendar-wise, is on Wednesday with consumer confidence and existing home sales. And we also have the crude inventories on Wednesday at 10.30 Eastern time. Uh, then into Thursday, we've got uh, personal income spending, initial claims, new home sales, so, so Wednesday we got the existing home sales, and then Thursday we got the new home sales, um, natural gas inventories, and then Michigan sentiment as well. So it's quite a bit of news that comes out, like with the personal income and spending and stuff. Um, initial claims all comes out around um, 8:30 Eastern time, so an hour before the market opens on that. And then Friday, we have the markets are closed for the entire day. Normally, um, on the 24th, we see uh, an early closing most years. But uh, this is completely closed on Friday because Christmas is on Saturday. So um, that me makes this a shortened week, uh, also in front of a three-day weekend. So um, the pressures can be increased uh through uh you know a shortened week and your thursday can act like your friday but it's also you know in front of a long weekend blah 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 um we're going to be entering a time here of lower volumes so typically every year um the the friday before before we have the christmas week um that's when things kind of culminate because you know it's usually expiration um you know it's just everybody gets their business done and then they sort of go into holiday mode after that so uh volumes can be a lot lighter which can enhance moves either way if we rally or if we sell off uh so there's not as you know many opponents to the move let's say uh, so just keep that in mind and I noticed that uh, China solar stocks are down um, substantially. Um, we've got, um, you know, we got this reject of the Build Back Better by Senator Joe Manchin. So uh, this whole green stock area, climate-based stuff, solar, you know, all that infrastructure stuff, that's kind of been uh, kicked hard. And uh, we'll see um, how that how that plays over. But want to think about that regarding our industries and sectors. So overall, we're seeing a riskier appetite. I mean, an, <laughs> a reduced appetite, I should say, for riskier assets. So so uh, reduced appetite. We've got some headwinds. We've got Omicron, which is um, you know. The debate is still on whether it's as bad as Delta or not. Um, initially, we thought not, 
uh, but uh, it's spreading. The R factor is is significant, spreading very very quickly, and uh, so you never know what um, how that ultimate plays out and what responses by officials are to it. So it can certainly put a damper on things, and they expect it to peak somewhere in February probably. So that might be the end of this whole um, COVID thing, um, you know, or there may be, I mean, the end in, in a sense before we go to the endemic phase, right? So that could be, you know, what, what ends up playing out. So I'm going to kick it over to you for some comments on the sectors <clears throat> and seasonality and thing, anything that you've uh, noted. So take it away. Yeah. So Friday was uh the third Friday of the month, options expiration, and uh, what stock odds was predicting was that the um, the Russell was going to do better than the spider, and actually, in fact, it did. So I just wanted to touch base on uh, what was last week's uh, odds. So the spider was down 1.4%, but the IWM was up 0.9%. So that was a good example of um, the Almanac helping out line up well, uh, the outperformance can, of the Russell. Uh -huh. Can I can I throw something out there? Um, our yeah. listeners should actually look at all of the ETFs that were presented in the seasonality almanac. <clears throat> so besides, you know, the SPY and the Russell, go take a look at, um, you can just select ETFs in the main, in the on the first page. Uh, before you go to the second page where, you know, you can compare uh, different symbols that you type in. But on that first page, just by moving the slider, you can, you know, bring in the ETFs by volume or whatever, price volume, that kind of stuff. But if you look at them, um, it was absolutely amazing um, the, the results. So what was showcased to be down on Friday and showcased to be up on Friday was like bang on. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, across the board, bang on. The ones that went up, most of them went up. The ones that went were showing, showing that we're going to be down, most of them went down. Um, it, you know, pretty textbook. But 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 as I've said, if you're using the seasonality uh, almanac. There are event days that are stronger than just regular days. So I've run into some subscribers once in a while trying to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday seasonality. That's a very, very light indicator compared to the third Friday of the month expiration or the first day of the month or the last day of the month, right? Even mid-month seasonality right? Or the end of the month seasonality is much stronger. But, you know, just any day of the week is not going to be as strong as a specific event day like expiration. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. That was uh, so bang on. Those ETFs were yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So my point was, um, we just come off the uh, third Friday of the month at seasonality. And then we're still in this, this range here. We, we haven't reached the last five days of the month, the last three days of the month. So we still have that to look forward to come next week. So we're in a little bit of a no man's land in terms of the monthly seasonality. But like for tomorrow, it's a pretty risk off day. Um, futures are down. Oil is down. But I, I wanted to look forward towards next week, right, towards the last five days of the month, What, which sectors might be doing better than, than others. And um, I typed in the individual ETFs like XLF and XLK, 
to, to, to try to see if there's any differences. But what I, what I found was XLY is expected to uh, really outperform the spider. So then once I determined that, like for the final five days of the month, we see 0.94% for the XLY and 0.47 for the spider. So almost twice the performance out of the consumer discretionary. So I typed in a couple symbols just to see within discretionary um, if there might be some interesting stocks that have a little bit of advantage in terms of odds. And Amazon was one, right? 1.74% relative to 0.47. Um, Tesla. A big one, 2.43% relative to 0.47. Uh, Walmart, again, um, Target also, Costco. So all these, uh, Disney. So these are the big um, consumer discretionary where people, they just have to spend. And those are expected to do well the last five days of the month. And what I also tapped into were something, uh, the car dealers, like the car manufacturers. They're expected to underperform. So something like Toyota Motor, Minus 0.33% relative to plus 0.47 on the spider. And then I check General Motors. Again, that's negative performance relative to the spider. So in terms of discretionary spending, maybe not the auto manufacturers, but some of the big box retailers where people have to spend money. And then I also tap, tapped into this um, kind of leisure spending as well. MGM is expected to do pretty good. So maybe the hotels, okay. casinos. 1.58 relative to 0.47. And then I typed in Marriott, again, almost twice the performance of the Spider. Um, a Carnival Cruise Line, another one, twice the performance. So, so it seems to be this theme of people wanting to kiss the current year goodbye and kiss their money goodbye and spend it paying forward, right? Get some leisure, buy some goods and services. So there is going to be this um, possible consumer discretionary um support the last last week of the month but for the other sectors i didn't find too much in terms of the the almanac itself but uh, that's what i found on that one um what else do you want to talk about rob <clears throat> well um so we're looking at the uh, the futures um right now and um how they performed you know since they opened and so on and we are seeing a slide across the board so um, the, the Dow Jones futures are down 0.76% or 269 points. And, um, and there's a long way to go between where it is and say the last low that we had, which was December you know, uh, 1st and 2nd. And we turned, turned off that and we started to rally back and kind of came back to where we started from. But it didn't make any new highs, um, ran into a little bit of resistance there. Obviously, the, the FOMC day was a big a big day. You know, everybody embraced that. And then the next day, we sort of followed through to, to a new high relative to that. And then from that point, we just been pulling back. And um, But there's a long, long way to go on that. The uh, S&P has less distance to travel to, to that low that we also had the beginning of December, um, and it's down 42 uh, S&P points now, 0.92%. Um, We've got uh, NASDAQ 100 is very, very close, almost right at 
that December low. So it's pulled back substantially. It's been weaker. It's been running weaker than the Dow or the SPY. So it's down 1.06% or 167 points. I mean, just to see the NASDAQ down, you know, 100 points or 200 points. I mean, these are amazing numbers, right? Um, And then we have the Russell, which is down 1.88% now, down 40 points, which is huge uh, for, for that. And it's getting very close to its nine month lows, where bottom of the range. And it's actually gone below the December 1st and 2nd low. So it's already below that. So so that little that little spurt that we had two days in a row, well, we had it one day, which was the, we had a little spurt on December the 15th for the Russell, right? And then December 16th, we hit a new, we well, we popped higher than that and then reversed it all crazy reversal Mm -hmm. gave it all back the next day we pop again on the 17th right so it's been kind of it's been kind of crazy but the general theme here is it's still drifting lower and we'll have to see what happens when it returns again to that that bottom of the range if that breaks i mean this is uncanny for the russell for this time of year to be showing such poor performance, right? Like you said, you nailed it on Friday. Like it said it was going to be stronger than a SPY, and it was. Uh But already the futures now are down more than the others. And um, it's, you know, it's not looking so good. So if you combine that with this reduced appetite for riskier assets, you know, I mean, we are clearly seeing the market indicating that, Um, you know, the, the Nikkei is off, the Euro, uh, Euroland is dropping, um, and the VIX is uh, rising back. We're at uh, 22.8 on the VIX now, up 8 8.22% right at the moment on the VIX futures. So, um, you know, this is, uh, this is what's playing out again. So, so I think, you know, the, the build back better, um, you know, and sort of that that block by Mansion there, I think that's part of it. And then, of course, the Omicron is part of it. Um, and still, we've got this supply chain, you know, inflation over overhang. Um, I think I, I think the markets just, you know, we just got to get through this. This is all part of this little bit of a tapered tantrum. It's all part of you know, concerns and stuff like that. And, you know, we can't get into the roaring 20s if that's going to happen until we get and shake some of this stuff off. And, and you know, the, the taper, you know, has to get munched on and done by uh, March, I guess. Um, so, well, we're, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, I would never argue with the market that it can't, you know, it it can't rally, but Right now, it's <laughs> it's not looking too good at the moment. Yeah, I was looking at the 52-week highs. Like for the IWM, we're 12% below the 52-week high, but on the spider, we're only only down 2.89%. So, as bad as it feels, the, the spider is holding up pretty well. And then the yeah. Nasdaq, the QQQ is down about six percent. So it's 
minus 3% for the, the spider, minus 6 for the QQQ, and minus 12% for the IWM. So, you know, the small caps are taking it on the chin relative to, to the others. Yeah, I, but I really like, you know, kind of getting a picture of, of some of the groups. And, and just like, you know, just like Friday, where you came in in the morning. Well, you had it. You had the you had the data before. You already had the odds for, you know, the main ETFs and and the other sort of leading in ETFs. You had the odds for TLT. You had the odds for XLF before Friday even started. Then you come in Friday. There it is, laid out on a platter for you, just as you just as you would want it. And so it's so easy to take that information and make your slight adjustments for the day. I'm still a believer that if I see a macro, if I can observe something, you know, not make it up, but actually it's staring me in the face, that I can say, hey, I don't need to buy any financial stocks long today. I just don't, I don't need to, I don't need to include that. I'll just include the shorts. I don't need to include the longs. So it's easy to take that out if you have real information and conviction. But but if you don't, don't make it up, right? Stay diversified, you know, stay in a posture that, uh, you know, takes the, that discretion out of it. But if you have information that's clearly staring you in the face, you can certainly make some adjustments. Okay. That's what we'll be looking at tomorrow as we come in. Um, you know, it's probably at this point going to lean more to defensive. We did have a bit of a we did have a bit of a lapse on that for a couple days um, since the FOMC. We had um, even even a slightly prior to it, but but we had a little bit of a return to going after some of these tech tech names and mm -hmm. some of the Russell stuff, um, and and uh, I think we're we're flipped back now to you know the the Dow Jones probably outperforming you know, the S&P, the NASDAQ, uh -huh. and the Russell. So that's the way I'm going to be leaning for tomorrow is more emphasis on the, the Dow Jones names and the more credible defensive stocks. That's my posture going into tomorrow. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, good, All right. Well, good trading and um, nice chatting with you again. And uh, let's, let's knock it out of the park. We got four days to do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye -bye.